to another episode of Discreet Air, the podcast where every week we dive into the extensive and fascinating library of the greatest selling video game console of all time, the PlayStation 2. I'm Derek Kicker. I'm Ian Golding. And this week we are fucking up your mind. Yes. With Psychonauts. You were born with a special gift, but the people around you treat it like a curse. Your mother is afraid of you, and your father looks at you with shame in his eyes. Come to Whispering Rock Psychic Summer Camp, and you can show them all. Back home, your powers make you a loner, an outcast, a circus freak. But in this dojo, in this psychic dojo, they make you a hero. Psychonauts, motherfucker. Hell yeah. So you didn't play this game when it came out. No, I, this is a game that like I have heard of, I've been hearing of for what, damn near 20 years now. Never played it, never, don't really have any, from. didn't really know what it was about um, until I got to play it uh, a few days ago. Yeah, so I had played it when it came out, okay. but uh, I liked it, mm-hmm. but it was like the game you played because everyone was talking about it. Okay. Um, Reputational power there. Yeah, and you're right. It does have, it does have kind of like a, a mythos about it. Absolutely it absolutely does, yeah. And to be, you know, full disclosure here, uh, the way I played it was the, uh, on the, uh, what you call it, on the Xbox Game Pass store. But from what I read, it's the exact same game other than the controls, so. Yeah, and I did play it on the old PlayStation 2. I got a, got a nice little copy. Yeah, nicely done, nicely done. A nice little copy. I think, I think it's a somewhat expensive game, too. Mm -hmm. uh, we're bringing back, we're bringing back the segment, how much is it? How much is it? $33. Eh. I guess it's expensive. On PS2. Apparently, there is a physical copy on PS4, which is interesting, and that's $86. The rear master? I don't hmm. think it's a remaster. I... I think it's just a direct port. Oh, that's right. It's a port. Maybe like yeah, an HD up-res, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I saw it on the store. It was 10 bucks, but... The, again, the Xbox version was on Game Pass, so I was like, eh, I might as well play it for free if it's the same exact game. I do have a, also a physical copy of the sequel, Psychonauts 2 Motherlobe Edition, uh, oh, that I have see. never opened on PS4. Okay. Never opened it. Okay, okay, okay. So that's worth $50. Oh, no. All right, all right. Not bad, not bad. But re replaying this game, I kind of want to play. I kind of want to play part two now. Yeah, I I I probably want to play part two as well. Yeah, well, so the legacy of Psychonauts uh, becomes public facing on April nineteenth, two thousand five, when it is released on Windows, Xbox, PlayStation two, Mac OS, fascinating, and Linux. Linux. So some straight up no 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 nerd shit. Yeah, super nerds playing it. And this game is the brainchild of famous video game designer Tim Schafer. The Shafe. Old Shafe. Of uh I mean at this point 
I think he's probably most he was probably most famous for Grim Fandango at this yeah, point. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which is an incredible game. Also available on the PlayStation Store for like really cheap. Yeah, it's super cheap. Yeah. Uh he was an assistant designer on The Secret of Monkey Island and Monkey Island 2 Leshooks Revenge. Um, and you can see the influence of the Monkey Island games in his games. There's a lot of story, but there it's also fun, and it it doesn't take itself too seriously. Very much so. Um, it was the developed by Double Fine Productions, which is an Xbox first party video game developer. Mm-hmm. Uh, another game you might have heard from them was Brutal Legend. With Remember the, lots over the U, right? Yeah, it was like uh, Jack Black. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. he was like the star of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, um, sure, and, sure. And the company was founded by Tim Schafer after he left LucasArts. Psychonauts was actually their first game. Wow. I know, Coming right? Coming out of the gate, yeah. Coming out strong. Uh, then they did a bunch of browser games, which is weird. Ooh. Uh, but then they did Brutal Legend. Okay. And then Costume Quest, which I've never even heard of. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Stacking, which I've never heard of. Iron Brigade, which I've never heard of. Dear. Oh, dear. Um, then a Psychonauts game for iOS. Then Sesame Street Once Upon a Monster for Xbox 360. Oof. Yeah, it is, it is looking real bad for them up until 2016 or 2015, when they re-release Grim Fandango Remastered. Mm-hmm. Right. Which uh, seems like a good call. Yeah, a very good call. Yeah. And then uh, they did a game called Rad, which I'd never heard of. But then they did Psychonauts 2 in 2021, and it doesn't look like they've done uh, jack shit since. Okay. It was published by Majesco, famous video game publisher. Mm-hmm. You know, famous for uh, the Aeon Flux. Remember that sure. Game? Uh, I think they've done a bunch of the Double Dragons games. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Blood Rain Betrayal. The Blood Rain games. All the Blood Rain games, it looks like. I like Blood Rain games. I like Blood Rain. Though yeah. I did play the remaster of 1 and 2 a little bit on um, the Switch. Mm-hmm. And who boy do those controls not translate to the Switch? Oh, no, I'll bet. Yeah. Uh, but they also published a game we recently reviewed, which is Jaws Unleashed. Oh fuck yeah! Murder yeah. simulator in water. Hell yeah! Love a good murder sim. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the genesis of Psychonauts narrative traces back to development of. To the development of Full Throttle. Ah, oh, I love Full Throttle. That's such a good game. Tim Schafer originally conceived a sequence where the protagonist, Ben, embarks mm-hmm. on a peyote-induced psychedelic journey, which you can see that. Yeah, that's <laughs> For a game that is really kind of about kids. Yeah. It's, it's very trippy. Yeah. Yeah. And while this idea didn't fit in with Full Throttle's family-friendly tone uh, and was removed, Schaefer kind of held on to it. Like we talked about how Shinji Mikami mm-hmm. kind of holds on to ideas. Right. And it eventually became Psychonauts. Oh. The majority of the game's dialogue and script came from Schaefer and Eric Woolpaw. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the latter being a, col- a columnist for the website Old Man Murray at the time. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And Schaefer, as part of character development, imagined how each character would present themselves on a social media site similar to Friendster, a platform mm. he admired and where he happened to meet his future spouse, which is a wild story. That, yeah, that's fucking wild. Yeah. Because that was back when if you met a woman online, you didn't tell anyone. No, you didn't. You lied, you lied, you lied about it. You're a fucking loser, yeah. Yeah. So during the development of Psychonauts, uh, there were numerous setbacks exacerbated by Double Fine's lack of experience in managing, you know, this kind of, this yeah, big of first a- timers, yeah. Big of a lift. Uh, they changed offices, the dot-com bubble burst affected <laughs> the earliest stages of development, and by 2003, the team had to relocate to a better office space but encountered further delays. And then, so Tim Schaefer brought on Carolyn S. Murdoch on board as the producer to oversee the game's production while he focused on the creative aspects, which ain't that, ain't that how it goes? Yeah. That's like the, that's the madman shit, right? Don Draper doesn't Mm -hmm. know how to do fucking payroll. Yeah. He's not fucking cutting checks. No, he's got, he's sitting there drinking and getting smashed midday and falling asleep on his couch and then dreaming up the perfect solution. Uh, It was originally going to be an Xbox exclusive, Mm. which in my head, it feels like it is like I kind of like it feels like an Xbox. game. Yeah, it has Xbox vibes. Yeah, it really does. Uh, I thought that was just because I played it on Xbox that I got that sense. But yeah. Oh, one of the interesting things I found out while doing research on this is that uh, as Murdoch disclosed that the development of Psychonauts, including all the fuck ups, complications, was four and a half around four and a half years. Wow. Okay. Which is and a long time. Any, for then, now it's yeah. not. Like now it's like someone was saying like AAA games are like ten years. Yeah. That's well El- Elden Ring, uh from what I'd heard, Elden Ring actually went into production before Sekiro. Right. That's what I heard of well for uh, kind of on the same GTA six before GTA five released. Yeah. Like that's insane to me. Yeah. Um, and the game was created by a team of 42 full-time developers, which seems huge by then, yeah. by those standards. By Nowadays. And additional awesome. contractors with a final budget of eleven and a half million, which a game like God of War these days mm-hmm. would like scoff mm-hmm. at, right? Like was yeah. someone was saying that like God of War costs like a hundred million dollars to make. Yeah. They're like bigger than features now. Yeah, which is fucking wild bonkers but i think i think when you i think from the very beginning from the main title screen you kind of see how much work was put into this game yeah my my the first thing well not one of the first things but one of the biggest things i wrote down when i was playing this was there is a lot of game here there is there is a there's a ton of game there's more than you are used to or expect when you hit start yeah especially for this era like it's crazy and before we dive into the story of the game and the world of psychonauts i do want to talk about the main title screen because it is pretty fucking cool so the main title screen is like a brain right it says psychonauts and you press start and then you're raz and at first you're like what the what what do i well he just walks to the top of the brain and just stands there yeah but then you move him 
but you're not prompted. Yeah. You just are like, oh, is something wrong? Like I was like, oh, did this freeze. And then I moved my control stick and the brain started rotating as he walked around. And I was like, okay, that's a really cool, like what a great first impression. Yeah. And you yeah. walk around to the other side of the brain and it gives you the option to load a game or start mm-hmm. a new game. And yeah. I, it's a great introduction. One of the best introductions to a game that I can think of. Yeah, just charming from the from the jump, I'd say. Yeah, but let's get into the story because I think, I think there are games where story it doesn't matter too much. Yeah, this isn't one. This is not. This, I think the story was is very well crafted and was there was a lot of intent and effort put into the story. So let's dive what? in. I have a chance to be something, to make a difference. They may come for me, Dogen. But they'll be looking for Raz, the boy. What they're going to find, what they don't expect, is Raz, the psychonaut. And, and, and then you'll make their heads explode? No. Do you do that? No. Well, once kind of. So the story of Psychonauts unfolds in the intriguing backdrop of the Whispering Rock Psychic Summer Camp. A covert U.S. government training facility cleverly disguised as a children's summer camp in 1982. And you get the 80s vibes from this a little bit. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Under, yeah. And we learned that centuries ago, a meteor made of an element called Citanium struck the area and created this massive crater. And the Citanium had a peculiar effect on the local wildlife giving them some psychic abilities. So like bears with telekinetic claws, cougars with, you know, uh, that can control fire and rats that, uh, have like a, like a, like a knockout gas. Sure. Yeah. And the native Americans named Citanium whispering rock and used its craft arrowheads, which is kind of like the in-game currency. Yeah. Uh, however, when settlers arrived in the region, they fell victim to the meteor's psychoactive properties, gradually succumbing to madness. Let's just say the uh, colonizers got what they had coming. Fuck yeah. Um, so to manage these afflicted settlers, an asylum named Thorny Towers, home of the disturbed, was constructed. But it soon housed more residents than the town itself. And the founder, Houston Thorny, tragically killed himself by leaping from the asylum's tower. Curse Blatt. That's a good way to go. Yeah. Uh, so the government, realizing the potential of Citanium, established a training camp for the Psychonauts, which are a group of gifted secret agents with psychic abilities derived from Citanium. Yeah. And the training facility operated, at, operated undercover as a summer camp for kids but served the dual purpose of honing the children's powers and training them to become psychonauts. Yeah. And you have to be handpicked to get into the psychonaut academy. So this is, I mean, this is very, uh, whatchamacallit, inception before inception, right? A little bit. That was technology, but this is like magic. magic Well, that, and it also seems like uh, a little Ender's Gamey. Okay. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, with the kids without kid without the uh, without the impending doom of like the buggers, you know. And that's kind of the setting for this whole thing is this summer camp for kids, and it's yeah. very charming. Very charming. This game is very. The art style charming. is incredible. 
it's very yeah, fun it's 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 kind of this exaggerated elf people it's hard to describe because everyone you can't really pin down what because at first i was like oh no one has a nose that's a thing but then i was like no he has a huge nose and this guy has it's just very exaggerated kind of elfy it's just a lot of fun like it's a very nice art style it reminds me and this obviously came first but it reminds me of uh leica studios movies okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so like box trolls or Coraline or yeah Kubo and the Two Swords I could Par- see that, yeah. Paranorman shit like that yeah it's that it seems like that kind of art style if you like those movies you'll I think you'll enjoy this art style oh, um and I don't know why but the whole time I was playing this this time around being older and having read a lot more books than when I was mm-hmm. in high school uh the, if there's a Neil Gaiman vibe for me, and I don't know what exactly it is, but there is to me, and I may be the only one. There is some. There seems like an undercurrent of Neil Gaiman vibes. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I don't know. Yeah, and I can't I put my finger that. on it. I can't articulate it perfectly, yeah. but there's something. Pretty they occupy kind of the same space, right? Yeah, particularly. Yeah. Uh, like ocean at the end of the lane mm. and maybe never wear a little bit, but that's beside the point. This game also has an insane and large ensemble of characters. Absolutely. A fuck ton. So you have our protagonist, Raz, Raz Putin. Raz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he comes from a family of circus performers, but yearns to become a psychonaut against his father's wishes. Right. Uh, and then you have uh, Sasha Nine, mm-hmm. who is like a, he's a psychonaut, like. Big wig. Like James yeah. Bond psychonauts, yeah. And he's very, like, kind of powerful. And then there's Mila Vodello, who is like the kind, you know, how do, how, how do you describe her? She's like the nurturing one of yeah. Like I was gonna the, say nurturing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's Coach uh, Oleander, my favorite. Yes, he's uh, yeah. clearly he's got a funny version of PTSD. <laughs> yeah, it's great, hilarious. Uh, and then there's the uh, Ford Cruller, mm-hmm. who was once the greatest leader the Psychonauts ever had. Well, sure. Yeah. And then, of course, there's all the kids. Yeah, all his like campmates or psychonauts mates, I guess. Yeah, including the Psycho protagonist's guys. love interest, Lily. Yeah, and little Wednesday Adams vibes. Yeah, and yeah, Dojin. Yeah. He's, I think, Pugsley Adams. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and a bunch of other ones, including there's a you know there's a bully. Yeah, Billy. There, no, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby. And his his lackey. And, Always got to have that lackey. And we don't. We could do an entire podcast just on the story of this game. We absolutely could. Yeah. But the long and short of it, now that you know the setting and the characters, is that Raz is kind of in a rush to become a psychonaut mm-hmm. before his parents come pick him up because he snuck into the camp. Yeah. Um. But everything doesn't quite go according to plan. 
No, sir. So, if you want to know more, it's 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 a very involved story. Like it's not, it's it's just it's too much to like. It it feel like reading a novel to tell you the whole yeah. story in any way that's like super satisfying. Right. But it's interesting. And what I like is it doesn't really drag. So this is a lot of game, right? But I want to say that this game is game. is maybe tops like fifteen hours. Yeah, tops. It it. I mean, obviously with collectibles and different routes through all the levels, there you could extend that. But yeah, fifteen probably. Yeah. Yeah, fifteen hours to get through the story where you're not missing a ton. Um, you could probably rush it and do it quicker, but. Uh, and then you could probably get 20, 20 hours out of this game. If you're going for yeah. all the figments of the imagination, uh, tagging and bagging all the emotional baggage, mm-hmm. there's very funny, uh, kind of literal representations of like of emotional phrases. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But where, as, as much as this or story is a hook. The game also shines in its gameplay. Absolutely. And I know it seems like we're sucking off this game right right from the jump, but too bad. We have to. We have to. We have to. It's so good. It's so good. Now, I, I do want to ask you a question yes. uh, before we get into gameplay. You had said that the speech at the beginning of uh, Resistance was like one of your favorite ever. Yeah. Oleander's speech at the top of this might be my fucking favorite. Where do you, I I think it might? I don't know if it surpasses Resistance, but I'm just wondering. Oh, it wasn't Resistance. How Killzone. Think, Killzone. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killzone. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Killzone. Like, does this does this rank near the Killzone speech, Oleander's? It does, and I yeah. think I think it it's I think it's very funny. I think once you yeah. realize that it's like. Uh, He's talking to kids. He's talking to kids, and then he's like, yeah. you'll either become psychonauts or you'll, or you'll die. die. It's very yeah. funny. Very funny, I, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. put it this way. The story of this game is so good, I'd watch a series. I absolutely would. And I would luckily, watch a, there an is, animated series. And there is a ton of cutscenes, which also is, I don't know. I feel like people got sick of cutscenes, but I was like, I love these. I didn't like, skip I'm a fun. single one. Not a one. I don't even know if you can skip them because I didn't even try. I never tried. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of that good. And as good yeah, as the story is, the gameplay matches Even better. It. Somehow better, I think. The human mind. 600 miles of synaptic fiber. Five and a half ounces of cranial fluid. 1,500 grams of complex neural matter. A three-pound pile of dreams. But I'll tell you what it really is. It is the ultimate battlefield and the ultimate weapon. So you could call this game a 3D platformer in the same vein as Jack and Daxter. Yeah. In fact, especially in the beginning. So this game is very heavy up front in tutorials. Mm Mm-hmm. But the tutorials don't feel like lame-ass tutorials. Right. They are fun levels within themselves. And then when you go to the mental worlds, it's 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 just awesome. But right. in the beginning, it's very it feels very much to me like Jack and Daxter. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, or kind of banjo kazooie. Yeah, I I actually because maybe because I'm more familiar is like all of the mechanics and early on I was like this is Tomb Raider and I'm happy about that. Yes, like you could do a lot of the same things, jump, shimmy, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? It was a lot of similar stuff. And I, this might be the first fucking time we say this on. I've said this on the show. Uh, this is a PlayStation Two game that kind of nails the camera controls. Yes. So we're getting near the very end of the PS2's lifespan here in mm-hmm. in 2005, and it's they've they've kind of got it now. They've got. They've it. kind they of understand it. it. Um, I won't say the camera is perfect. It's not. No, but, but the wonkiness is the exception instead of the rule. Now. Yes. Um. Yeah. So you run around. You swing from trapeze. You jump gaps. You dodge landmines. You, you know, there is shimmy. You shimmy. That you. There's all kinds of collectibles. You're running around. You're collecting shit. You're. Yeah. You know, punching through walls. Right. You're fighting things. And you're each of the levels is someone's like mind, right? Yeah, these mental yeah. worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you awesome. collect figments of the mm. character's imagination, whoever's mind you're in, and right. then there's emotional baggage which you match with a tag, and it helps ease a character's emotional turmoil. There right. are memory vaults that you can uh, beat open and unveil, unveil slides that give you like a right. deeper insight into a character's backstory. So good. And most of the mental worlds culminate in a boss battle. Right. And that usually, and that's the cool thing about the mental worlds, right? Is because the boss battle kind of provides a resolution to the character's emotional struggles and drives the storyline forward exactly and the game and here's another way like this game is a lot of game you can revisit these worlds at any time yep and you're gonna have i mean if you want to get all the collectibles you're gonna have to yeah um there's stuff you can't open right away in each time and it's like get back in there yeah, and you have all kinds of items that you can use, ones that get you out of mental worlds, ones that uh, give you hints, you know, ones that, like, can you, know, you can use to attack certain foes. But the other than running and jumping and punching, the real ability of Raz is his psychic powers, which you gain over the course of the game. So mm-hmm. there's, like, telekinesis, levitation, invisibility... Uh, pyrokinesis and like when you gain more skill this this you know this is this is not a new gameplay idea right you no. gain new skills and the new skills allow you to explore new areas and that's obviously a hallmark of metroidvania games right like yes. that's the core of metro but i don't think that's this there's less backtracking and it's more yeah it's more linear than that. Yeah. Um, and you can enhance your powers. So there's a little bit of like RPG kind of stuff of like, you you know, yeah. which power do you want to spec up? Um, you know, and I got to say like, you're like, as you just said, it's like, as far as mechanics go, there really isn't that much new here, but it's, it's like how it's put a- together. Right, so it's. I was just gonna make the analogy of like a, a fucking, uh, you know, a, a going to 
a gas station fucking cupcake from Hostess versus uh, whatever that really good cupcake plate is. Like, it's how the ingredients are put together. It's the care. It's the level. It's like how it's used is what really makes it good. Yes, there's nothing brand new here, but holy shit, the way they put it together. And just the setting. Just It's so fucking fun. Yeah, this is a game that I think there are a few games where when you play it, you can kind of feel the creator of the game's love for yes, it. Yes, And this yes. is one of them. I think another one is like uh, Ico. Yeah. Ico kind of feels like that. Katamari Damase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's a game where clearly the creator had like a love for this world. Right. Right. And exploring it. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so there's some combat, there's some platforming, there's exploring, there's collecting, and while you can be damaged, but the Raz is super vulnerable to water, mm-hmm. and there's a story reason for it. I won't spoil it. Um, but the cool thing about this game is you will die. Oh yeah, but it's not super annoying. You just go back to a checkpoint, and it loads very quick. Very quick, which is and- shocking. One of my favorite, and I don't think many games do this anymore, probably because platformers are gone, but like sometimes there will be a figment or something you want to get. And the only way you can get it is like jumping off a platform knowing you're going to die. But the game's cool with that and you're cool with that. And you're like, well, I'm going to grab it because I want to grab it. And I just really appreciate that kind of like, eh, fuck it. Just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. Like you got to risk it to get the biscuit. I mean, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we're clearly fans of this game. Huge, huge fans. Huge fans. Uh, but let's see what everyone else thought. Very curious about this. And so that brings us to the end where, as you can clearly see, the personal demons causing my negative behavior have all been eradicated, leaving me sane once again. This is also corroborated in catch scan number three on page 59 of your handouts. On a personal note, I would just like to reiterate how extremely, extremely sorry I am for stealing all of your brains and trying to take over the world. Funny enough, the PS2 version is the worst ranked of all the, nah. all the versions. <laughs> God damn it. But it's close. It's very close. And it basically got universal acclaim. So Good. the Xbox version got has an 88 out of 100 on Metacritic. Bam. PC, 87 out of 100. PS2, 86. I mean, so close that it's like those are the same score. Yeah. Uh, Alex Navarro of GameSpot raved about the bizarre cast of characters, highlighting how their conversations evolved as the story unfolded, which it kind of reminded me of Bully a little bit. That kind of happens in Bully. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, their conversations evolve as the story unfolded, preventing the usual monotony found in platform games. Mm-hmm. Tom Bramwell from Eurogamer was so captivated by the comedic dialogue that he couldn't resist revisiting the game's levels to unearth more humor. It is right. very funny. I mean, early on, a uh, fucking little doggin or whatever his name is blows up some squirrels. That's true. I fucking love that moment. That was so fucking great. I love the moment when you first meet him when he's like, uh, he's like, we should blow his blow his head up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, do you do oh, that? And he's like, no. 
No, well, like of course not. Once, <laughs> kind of. But I wear this hat now. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, Jason Hill of the Sydney Morning Herald described the dream worlds as memorable journeys through the bizarre inner psyche of the characters. Agreed. Which is dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some reviewers found fault with the game's structure, though. They hmm. felt that the initial hours were bogged down with tutorials, which is true, yeah, making true. them less engaging than the later mental worlds. Now, I can agree with that, but I also think that the the I guess I was going to say girth, that's not the word. I think the size of the tutorial, you know, I think it, it being so big is important for when you get to the mental worlds. I think so. I think you could easily get very frustrated if you were just thrown into it. So this game has a difficulty curve which is more forgiving than a game yeah. like, I don't know, Crash Bandicoot. Right, right, right. Which basically right off the bat kind of throws you in the deep end. Yep. There was also a lot of... There was overall a lot of praise from the industry mm. for this game. So in, at E3 2005 Game Critics Awards... It won Best Original Game. Should. The British Academy Video Game Awards of 2006 gave it Best Screenplay. Computer Games Magazine in 2005 gave it the award for Best Art Direction and Best Writing. PC Gamer mm. US's Best Game You Didn't Play in 2005 was Psychonauts. Oh, crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got a nomination for Game of the Year 2005. It also got the Best Writing Award at the 6th Annual Game Developers Choice Awards. Okay. Yeah. These are all well-earned well, well hardware there. Absolutely. Eurogamer gave it an 8 out of 10. GameSpot an 8.4 out of 10. GameSpy 4.5 out of 5 stars. IGN 8.7 out of 10. And the Sydney Morning Herald a 4.5 out of 5. A resounding yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. But yeah. there is some, uh, I guess downside not downsides okay. there is some negative stuff especially with the sales right so yeah. it didn't reach majesco's sale expectation no um it in fact a month after its launch majesco revised their fiscal year projections from a net profit of 18 million to a net loss of 18 million <laughs> Wow. And at the okay. same time, CEO Carl Yankowski announced his immediate resignation. So this wow. might this might have been the game that ruined Carl Yankowski's career. Poor Carl. And by the end of the year, the title had only shipped had shipped less than a hundred thousand copies in North America. Bonkers. And Majesco announced its plans to withdraw from the big budget console game marketplace altogether. I I would too, and I'm going to say why. Um, they were right to believe in this game. They were right to stick with this game and not shit can this game because this game is incredible. But as uh, my uh, fucking uh, Little League baseball coach used to tell us when we were crying in the locker room uh, when we lost a game, you can do everything right and still lose, and that's just the world. He was real fucking dark to kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he fucking sounds like it. Yeah. Um, but Schaefer has stated that by March 2012, the retail version mm. of Psychonauts had sold 
400,000 copies, which okay. still isn't a ton. No, it should be it should be at least in the millions. Come on. Yeah. I think it's in the millions probably now. Yeah, after all the the other uh, releases and stuff. Yeah, after the sequel. Mm. And uh the VR game Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin. Ooh, yeah. I love it. Which uh looks like it was a PS4 VR game. Oh boy. It's cool. Cool, cool. But hey, you're listening to this. Yeah. Because you want to know what the fuck we think. And Ian, out of your patent pending out of a thousand ranking system, where do you place Psychonauts? Psychonauts is a delight. It was a delight to play this game. I discovered a game that I'd heard of, but never really had any interest in them. And I'm one of the outside of that 400,000 that never played this game, never bought this game. And I regret it because this game is a delight. It's, it's what games should be and should always be is striving to add that next level. The controls are great. The story's great. The setting concept, everything is great, but they just keep piling on the good until you have this complete package when the fucking splash screen, the opening start screen, press start. At that moment, I fell in love with this game and I never stopped loving it. So whew, out of 1,000, I will give Psychonauts 934. Ooh. I... You will be hearing me discuss this game unless some crazy shit happens in the next couple of months at my top and my top and uh, my top five PlayStation Two games because love, 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 love this game. You stole everything I was gonna say, you motherfucker. <laughs> so I love this game. I love this game love. more now than I did when I first played it when it came out. Uh, I really, I'm going to bust open Psychonauts 2 now. Yeah. And I'm giving this game a 9.5 out of 10 yeah. and same. I think this busts into the top five Absolutely. PS2 games list. It has to. It has to. It's like, too good. It's too good. It's too good. It's just too fucking good of a game. And, I, you know, we say this whenever we like this game, but the, if you ignored us before this, I'm giving you the secret code that this time we actually fully mean it. If you haven't played this game, play this game. There's ways to get it. You can play it on Xbox hardware. Game Pass. You can, pl uh, I think it's stupid cheap on the PlayStation Store. I think it might be $10. Like, yeah. $9.99. Yeah. Like it's, you can play it. And the I you know I think it probably it probably plays great on the PS5 to be honest. Yeah, I'm sure of it. It plays great on the Xbox uh, Series whatever I have the one with the disc. Yeah, so find it and play it. Please play. It's it. awesome. It has a great soundtrack. It looks great. The story is funny. It's not heavy. No, and it's. And it all, it, its world makes sense within itself. I, I know that's a weird thing to say. It follows Maybe it its own rules. Yes, and it doesn't cheat, and it doesn't 
break those rules when it thinks it needs to. It finds a way to stay within its own confines. And fuck is it fun. It is super fun. The platforming yeah. feels great. Yes. The collectibles aren't so... There, there's a lot of them, but it's not to the point where you're like, Jesus, fuck, do I have to collect another no. one of these fucking things? No. It is not like not. that. It doesn't feel that way. And the, the levels change up enough to where it doesn't get tired. By the time you reach the end, nope. it doesn't feel tired. No, it fucking doesn't. And you want to, be, just because, I don't know, this. sometimes I'll play a game and there'll be a collectible and be like, I don't give two fucks about whatever that thing is over there. Here, I was just like, I want to get that. Not because I felt like I wanted to complete it because I didn't I didn't beat this game and uh, didn't. I probably will go back and do all the collectibles, but I, I wasn't in the... Uh, hoarder mode that I get in games. I just wanted to get them because they were there and I was having fun playing. Yeah, and the the difficulty... There are some end game levels that are pretty difficult. Yes, of course. Uh, but that's what you want from a platformer. You want platforms that are hard to hit. Of course. But I don't think it ever gets so hard to where it doesn't feel fair. And mm -hmm. I think that like everything is just hard enough to where you yeah. feel satisfied when you do it. Yes. And it, but it doesn't feel like you're killing yourself. It's a challenge, but it's not what the fuck is this bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Play it. Play Psychonauts. Get out there. Game Pass. PS5 store. Free slash 10 bucks. You gotta do it. You've heard about it. We're here to tell you it's lived up to its reputation. Play it. Play it now. Play it, you sons of bitches. But before you do that, make sure you head on over to Instagram and follow us <laughs> at DiscreetAirPod. It would make yeah. us and our social meds guy, Ron, very happy. Ron needs this. <clears throat> I wonder if it's going to be like, if people think Ron is like, do you have you ever listened to Hardcore History? Sure. That like uh, Dan Carlin's assistant, it's like nobody knows oh. if he's a real person. Right, 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 right. People are going to think a... that about Ron. And That's maybe right. they're right. Maybe he's not a real Ooh, person. Or maybe he is. Mysteries. We never, you'll never know unless you engage with us and do tests with talking to him slash us. I mean him only. Yeah. And then you can find me at Funeral Casual Games. I'm at Ian Golden Games. And tune in on Thursday for our weekly update episodes, which for the next fuck, three, three weeks. weeks is still going to be Twisted Metal Reviews. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry. But then we'll review something else, or we'll talk about something else, or fuck, maybe we'll just talk about Psychonauts more. Who knows? Yeah. But then Who knows? you'll get an episode like this every PS motherfucking Tuesday. Tuesday. So check us out. Hit that like button. Follow us on all the social meds. Download us wherever you get your podcast, and we will see you on the next one. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bada boom, bada bing.